Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Some People Call That Jesus. This episode we're going to be looking at um, perspective on the individual. We're going to be looking at what is your value, or how much are you worth, along those lines, along that theme of what is the individual person worth, what is their value, where does that value come from, and it's going to be two primary perspectives, of course. We're going to be looking through uh, the eyes of the Bible, what God has to say about the value of a person, and also looking through the eyes of a world, a perspective that we may have now, the one we've experienced before, of how does the world view people, how does it value people, what goes into that, can your value change, what determines it. So we're going to break that down a little bit to look at value. And some of it may sound a little bit similar. You're going to see themes that kind of relate to your purpose or your destiny that we talked about in a previous episode. This is different because destiny and purpose being about what God has you on earth to do, or rather what he is going to do through you, this is more about what is your value. And it's going to be looking at what did the work of Christ do to give you value, and how is that different than the world perceives you. So there's going to be a difference there, but like all of our episodes, really like anything from the Bible, you're going to see the connections, you're going to see the similarities between each. So the first verse, a very key verse for this, understanding your value, we're going to look at is in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. So in the very beginning, Ephesians 1, verse 7, and it says this, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. So this is explaining that what Jesus did on the cross for each and every one of us, dying for us, the forgiveness of sins, him taking the punishment that we deserve, the consequences that we deserved. And it says here, through his blood, that means his life that was given, his blood that was shed, the sacrifice that he gave himself for, that's where we have the forgiveness of sins, our redemption. It comes from the riches of God's grace. God, through his grace, through his free, abundant giving, gave us this way of having value. And how I look at it through the lens of this verse is that first looking through the perspective of God, because I just, I'm really passionate about this area. It's key to the Christian faith, but um, I think it's so important, especially to start this podcast, this particular episode, to look at what is our value through the eyes of God, which really is our true value. How does he see it? How does he determine it and describe it? Because I've just noticed through experience of my own in this world, through many different observations, and I'm sure you can relate to this as well, is that people are looking for validation. You know, whether it's in something they do, in who they are, what their worth is, etc. People are looking to be validated that I have purpose, I have worth, I make contributions, really that I matter. People are looking for that, and they're seeking that. And many times, which is a dangerous thing, people are looking for someone or something to assign them value. So they become subject to the influence of someone who will determine their value, and too often people feel or they have this perspective on themselves as being worthless, not amounting to anything, lacking that contribution, unskillful, whatever you want to say with it, based on what someone has taught them, based on what they've learned, based on what they've heard. So it's important to look at through the eyes of God, the most important eyes that matter, the most important opinion and perspective that matters, that of God. How is he viewing us? And how I put it is that here, our price tag, through what the work of Christ on the cross, our price tag is Jesus's life, his blood he shed for us. Literally, when he gave his life for us, 
not only did it rescue us from sin and give us the forgiveness of sins, but it placed a value on our new life that we have in Jesus, equivalent to his. He gave us a value that really is immeasurable. It's priceless because he says, it's worth my own life. That's how much value you have in the eyes of God. Which when you begin to meditate on that, and that's something we should really think about daily, that our value in Christ is his own life. It's really such a high price tag and plays into the rest of the things that we'll discuss in this episode. It's so important that it's hard to, it's hard to feel worth, worthless no matter what the world tells you when you are rooted in this knowledge of the price tag Jesus put on you. And really how I put it, again, it's the price tag of the blood of Jesus. That's the cost of your life. And it's the life of God in the person of Jesus that was given for you. So that's a way to put it to understand what is done there. So that's the beginning of the perspective of how God sees us and our value in Jesus. He chose and secured this value in Jesus even before we were born. And looking into the next point, take a little shift in our perspective to how the world assigns value in a way. So I kind of put, or I think about in terms of the world attempts to buy us, quote unquote, to buy our attention, our decisions, our commitments, our future plans. There's many ways that the world will assign us a direction in life, assign us purpose, assign us value depending on what we can produce or do. And that there's a lot of variations to that. But typically all this world has to give is things like money, social status or fame, a job, possessions, anything of this material or physical world, that's all the world can offer us. But too often, you may have experienced this, and this is kind of a moment of self-reflection, you may think, what in my life that's of value, like my time, my future plans, my own value or worth, my own self-esteem, how I look at myself, have I given that over to the hands of the world? Have I let the world determine in a particular way what my value is? Because often just being in the world and industry of employment and in recruiting, I've seen that you can assign your worth or your value based on the job that you do. A job that can change, a job that can disappear overnight. People base their own worth and uh, their image of themselves on, um, you know, the number of the number in your bank account, the money that you have there, what you have to your name, the possessions that you have that drives your worth. And the trouble with viewing the world or assigning, or, sorry, excuse me, the trouble with the world assigning your value is that these are all temporary things. And by nature, by definition, these temporary things will pass away. So you see too many cases, I won't bring up anything specific, but cases that people that have their lives rooted in social media, and they're a celebrity and they make their living based off of their social media presence, and something changes that overnight, whether something bad that they did in the eyes of the people, or something that changed in popularity or in trends, and people can rise and fall overnight in a particular way. And some people, their whole life is rooted in something that could pass away instantly, and then their value is gone, and their hope is gone, and their purpose of why they get up every morning is gone, and it's just too dangerous to put something as your own personal value in the way you view yourself in the hands of something that is temporary. God offers us something here that is eternal, that is everlasting. That means in Christ, your value is secured forever. And no situation, obstacle that the world can throw at you or put in your way can change that value. Just an objective perspective, if I even have one, is that I'd rather have my worth in something that is eternal, fixed, unchanging, the highest level of worth that nothing temporary can mess with as opposed to putting my whole self into temporary things which can pass away overnight, meaning that everything my life is about can change. 
And really, if the world can buy all these things, your relationships, your attention, your, your heart, so to speak, it's really just the world saying, look how cheap you are. That's how I picture it. The world saying, I can buy you with a little bit of money. I can buy you with a little bit of career. And that's just too cheap for the value that God has put on us. And um, Jesus puts it this way over in Matthew chapter 16. See directly from the words of Jesus. Matthew 16, verse 26. And it says this, What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet loses his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? And this is a very popular verse and for a good reason. Jesus is saying here, even if you give all the things that this world can offer, everything and anything that it could offer, it's not equivalent to a person's soul. He's saying that is, there's too much value there. It's worth too much. What does it profit you if you lose your life, yet you gained everything in this life? It doesn't profit you anything. So the world isn't worth your soul. This is, this is the quote of Jesus. This is his own words. He wanted us to mem- remember to not exchange our life for these little things, but to do it for the things that God offers us, which is very important. This leads into our next verse, which is very important. Most well-known verse in the Bible, probably John 3, 16, that many people know, even if they're not of the faith, probably, but it's so key because not only is it this ultimate message of love and sacrifice for us from God, but it really summarizes the whole Bible, the whole mission of God to man, and that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, that whoever would believe in him would not perish and die, but have everlasting life. So it's, you know, sin in the world really takes our value and our worth away. Steals it, takes it from us when we're degraded in sin, when we, by our own choices in sin, head towards destruction as our destiny. There's no value or worth in that. But even in that state, God saw our potential in Jesus and sent Jesus to restore that value that he sees us as, to restore that value and worth that we have in his mind when he first created us. Um, he really show, it, Jesus shows the world just how much we're worth. At the same time, the world is trying to show us how little we matter if we don't have something to offer them. Yet Jesus requires nothing of us in order to be saved. So John 3.16, that's your summary of the whole Bible right there and fits exactly into your value and worth. Another key verse to kind of compound and build on what Jesus is teaching us about who he chooses and who he looks at and how he looks at us. It's in 1 Corinthians, which I'm turning there right now. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and it's verses 26 through 29. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 29. And what he says in here, I won't read it straight through, but he talks about that the people he has called, they're typically not great. They're not huge in the world's standard, in the world's eyes. God says he's looking for the people that are weak to overcome those that are strong. He's looking for the foolish to overcome the wise. He says here that Jesus looks to choose the lowly, the despised. I like to picture the forgotten, the people that are tossed aside, thrown away, even if they had value or something to offer the world at one time. Because, you know, people can have their 15 minutes of fame, we call it. People can be a rising star in the eye of the public, very popular, which is not really the common person, but we see this often and then they just disappear. Someone that was famous one minute and gone the next, popular one minute, unheard of the next, even from one generation to the other. It's hard for people to keep up their relevance through those periods. It's because the world wants something from you, assigns you a value, might be high at first, but it can change overnight. And many of, it, many of the factors are outside of our control. 
So again, if you're placing your value in temporary things, you're going to be very disappointed. You're going to undergo terrible situations where your life has changed overnight because you put it in the hands of something temporary. But it's so encouraging here in 1 Corinthians, reminding this church, the Apostle Paul is reminding this church that God does not care about the qualifications and the standards and the the characteristics that the world assigns you. Rather, the ones who are thrown away, tossed aside, Jesus is looking for them, and he'll pay full price. I picture it like a grocery store, you know, where the new items, if they're not sold, you know, they'll eventually expire, go bad, they get thrown in the dumpsters back behind the grocery store, the Walmart, whatever it is. And I picture Jesus coming in, he passes by the new shiny things, he looks for the things that are thrown away, He's willing to pay full price. He says, I want the thing that you've forgotten, that you tossed out, and I'm going to pay a higher price than you can imagine for that. So that is just such a, a good feeling to myself, because I'm sure that we've each had periods in our past, maybe even now you're thinking this, where you kind of feel forgotten or lost in the shuffle or just one. You feel anonymous, like you're one of several billion people on this planet, which is a fact, but you're looking for someone that's going to validate you, and no one can validate you higher than your creator, God who made you and that remade you in Jesus when you accepted him. So the main point I want to leave you with, putting all these pieces in your mind to kind of almost raise the image of yourself in a humble way, but look through the eyes of God to see yourself, not the eyes of the world, not even your own perspective, but God's perspective. I want to leave you with this piece here about being redeemed. Jesus is called our redeemer. He rescued us. He saved us. It's called redeemed. And by definition, redeemed means a ransom has been paid for you. You know, you can think like a situation where someone is kidnapped or something and they demand a ransom in order to set the person free. So typically a really high cost. Well, that's what it was like. That's what it is like. We're trapped by sin. And when we're trapped in sin, we can be under the influence of Satan who's using us to go against the word of God. But anything that takes us captive in this world... It says the blood of Jesus that forgave our sins, that's what we're redeemed by. It means we're bought back. That ransom is paid for our lives from all those things. And the cost is so high. The cost of Jesus, his very life, incalculable, priceless, whatever word you want to put with it. The cost is so high that no, no captor can keep us back. I like to picture that there's a ransom for our life, but the cost Jesus paid with his own life is so high, no captor dare keep us back dare keep us under wraps because no one can match that cost. So it's important to keep this in mind what Jesus has done for you because just like what happened in the Garden of Eden and the temptation to Eve and to Adam to exchange what they had for something that looked good but really was a deception from the enemy, it's important for us to know when we have this value in Christ that the world can't buy us back. We don't have to be deceived with the fleeting things of this world offered to us and it often costs us something of our soul, something of our relationships. Many things in this life, it's very subtle, but they'll be offered to us, even if it's a job or money, this and that, that don't look inherently evil at all. But in our hearts, it'll take the place of God. We shift our focus from him to these things that the world offers, sometimes even unknowingly. But if you're this rooted in your value that comes from God, you will not easily exchange your soul for anything the word has to offer. Back to that verse from Matthew 16, 26, you'll carefully think of the words of Jesus. Is your soul really worth whatever the world is trying to offer you now? Or are you going to be secure in the knowledge of what Jesus has achieved for you and the value that he has given you that's for this life and the next? So just something to think about. 
analyze your own life, take time in prayer and self-reflection with God to say, listen, this is what it's about. And if you're not a Christian listening to this, I hope you understand that this highest value possible, it's even hard to imagine sometimes, applies to each and every one of us. And the work of Jesus is already done for it. You just need to accept him, and this value is restored beyond measure. And it's something incredible to think about and to encourage other, encourage other people with. So thank you once again for listening to this about your value and worth. Hope it was a blessing for you, and I look forward to studying again with you very soon.